welcome everybody back to the nudist colony the high tea mighty earl gray tea what today is a very special episode we're the nudist colony my name is ross my name is brent welcome to another hidden track episode today we're going to discuss what's popping wet works number one yeah by Will Sportacio, uh, and some other folks i imagine Yes. I've, I've since forgotten. Brandon Choi, I'm sure, is a part of that equation. He absolutely is. Luckiest man in comics. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but, but first. But first. But first. Pretty, pretty first. My favorite way to be born, but first. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Bree Chibbard. Uh, uh, just imagine a woman's legs spread and then an ass popping up. <laughs> man, it already looks like a butt. There's another <laughs> butt coming out. <laughs> Off to a rollicking good start. <laughs> I don't understand childbirth. Anyway, uh, we have a new dew, an official Mountain Dew Beverly. Hell yeah, dude. Beverly. I cannot speak today. Eh, This is going to be a good one. At least we only have two consecutive episodes to record, so that's good. Uh, Another (laughs) Mountain Dew beverage. This time, it's Summer Freeze. I want to say Summer Breeze, but it's Summer Freeze. I know. It looks like, what is that? uh, Is it like a rocket pop or whatever? Something like that, yeah. It looks like uh, there's a little cartoon mohawked version of that breaking a drumstick on the front of it. Um, except the no, it's he's breaking a thermometer. Mm, I like mine better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a thermometer. Uh, and then on the other side, there's one that's like hanging out of an ice cream van. Yeah. Oh, there's two of them. Two of them. Oh my god. It's Those like, are pretty good. Uh, pretty good art. I like it. It has the the yeah. Pac-Man eyes. Yeah. This might be the best Mountain Dew label I've ever is. seen in my fucking life. I think you're right. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Mountain Dew Summer Freeze. Dew with a blast of summer Americana. Natural and artificial flavors. I hope it tastes like bullets. Yep. Poor, <laughs> poor health care. <laughs> oh, All God. Right. You want to crack one of these bad boys let's, open? Let's do it. Hell yeah, dude. Here we go. <laughs> erased to disappointment it was like one of those farts that you hope are going to be like Bop! but instead it's just like <laughs> it's like if uh you finally got into three-way except it's like two dudes like no judgment and then a, yeah. a girl and then you're above like trying to come and it just like dribbles out the end of your cock that's what it's <laughs> that. that's what it reminded me of again no judgment you know no judgment no no judgment. No, no, no. no judgment uh all right so uh, let's give this a shot here we go yeah let's pretend we tinked them or Cheers. else do it tinking yep all right, here tink we go. Before you stink them. It's a lovely shade of blue, by the way. I love a, a blue beverage or food item. It's very rare. Mm. Mm. That is good. It's good. Wow. wow. It's like a, like a raspberry. Would you say blue uh, raspberry, right? Or well? Well, I guess if I had to say, it's a little bit like Ron, summer Americana. Ronald Reagan? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm here now. Well, gotta go back to death. <laughs> Fuck off, Reagan. <laughs> Hope you die again. Remember when well, I was the worst kind of Republican? <laughs> Remember the good old days? Uh, what do you think about this? I think it's good. I like it. I think it's solid. I dig it. Uh, yeah. It's it's blue. You know, that's honestly, that's going to get it in the pit for me. Just solely by color. It, it could Agreed. taste like that... Uh, uh, I want to say fruit, 
uh, fruitcake one. Fruitcake. Oh, yeah. yes. Right, right, yeah. right. I wasn't big on that one, but yeah. if it was this color, I'd be all about it. I, I love this shade <laughs> of blue. It's it's wonderful. Certain shade of blue. Shit or pit for you? Um, This is a big old pit for me, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, why would you? Why are you even doing that? Like, that's all pit for me. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever given one shit. I love them all, even the even the gross uh, fruitcake. I'm sorry, that's. I mean, the fruitcake flavored one. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. No offense. No. None taken. Good. By me, a straight man. Uh, <laughs> so will you speak on behalf of gay people glad, and black people gladly, when you're at it? Gladly. Finally, my time has come. I mean, we're in Oklahoma. You're the closest thing. <laughs> Just roll them all that is up true. together. That's all the same thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we both pitting on this. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. It's a, it's a hand holding titties. Hand holding pit club is what this <laughs> yeah. is. Um, I was walking by uh, a Mountain Dew aisle at my grocery store, and an, I saw an entire th- aisle. Well, it was like an end cap or whatever. Oh. So I had some some. Sure. newer dues non-green dues on there right and i saw a light pink one i was like oh man i gotta get this and i was like i'm pretty sure we've probably had this on the podcast at the least twice or something like I that. i think so yeah, yeah. i was like that. i don't remember my good my yeah. memory is so bad now i just i fucking yeah i can't remember a goddamn thing i remember being tortured by the fruitcake flavored mountain dew and then having some form of pink mountain dew and that was that's kind of it that exhausts the bulk of it i think we've had uh code red and uh yeah. live wire right yes. or whatever that orange one is and i will not to spoil it uh oh <laughs> not next weekend but weekend after that or week week after that rather i should say mm-hmm. episode after that mm-hmm. i got another one oh my god i know well, I, another I, it, one it's already cocked and loaded baby hell yeah ready to go oh my god 27.5 can't get here soon enough 27 <laughs> Badly, badly, badly. Okay, so we've got some tunes we want to play before we get into the comic discussion. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and go first, or do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, so this is a uh, this is a new this is a new boy. Um, uh, just came out. I think I think last week or this week. It's very, 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 very recent. So, um, are you familiar at all with uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? <laughs> I think I've heard you mention them before. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not familiar with the actual Fucking music. phenomenal Australian rock band. Here's a little. Here, here's their new one called Gila Monster. And I mean, look at this cover. Oh my god. Th- this is like the Blue Mountain Dew color. Just like <laughs> yeah. it gets points merely from the cover art. They are a phenomenal band. They are it would be it's it's like impossible to describe them um, because like you hear this and you think oh they're probably like a metal band right? Uh, they have like I whole metal albums, but then they also have ones that are completely not. <laughs> oh really? Um, they're like all over the place. This is their newest. Yes. Effort was put out. Okay. Yeah. And I can send you some of their uh, metal stuff because um, okay, so <laughs> they have twenty three albums. Holy shit! Twenty three studio albums and fifteen live albums. 
three compilation albums, one remix, and three extended plays. 51 singles and 60 music videos. Jesus Christ. Yep. Are they the entirety of Australia's <laughs> yeah. entertainment? They are wild. Um, and there's like a million people in the band. Oh, is there? Yeah. They're fucking great. They're so much fun. Is it like a uh, Flaming Lips type situation with having that many people? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six people in the band. Oh, okay. That's like a band. I thought there were more than that. Oh, okay. They have a lot of contributors and collaborators. So oh. maybe that's why. Okay. I can't stop looking at the cover art. It's, <laughs> it's just beautiful. fucking rad, right? It, it's kind of like that new Metallica album that has that bright yellow on it. Yeah, it's right. It just like pops so hard. It's, yeah. it's, it's fucking wonderful. Shout out to that artist, who, whomever that may be. It <laughs> yeah. looks great. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is them. They, it's you know got kind of like a little bit of an '80s metal, a little bit, yeah, vibe going on a little bit. But it's also um, still, still modern, you know, not not. This doesn't sound like they're ripping off 80s metal, which I feel there's a lot of like kind of n- newer uh, metal bands that like just sound like they're cover bands for like 80s metal, like Megadeth and stuff. Yep. Um, but these guys bring their own flavor to it, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah, you get the didgeridoo. They're Australian, too. Who thought? Who'd have thunk that Australians could do something like this? Is the sixth member of the band one of those big-ass spiders that you hear about? <laughs> just, oh, fuck one of those. Just holding uh, Thor's hammer, <laughs> playing drums with it. Spy-door? Spy-door, yeah. yeah. I'm Spy-door, too. Perhaps <laughs> you've heard of my brother, Spy-door. What? Uh, okay, so so that's that's uh, that's a Gila Monster by, and it goes on for a while. Um, Isn't that Gila Monster? Hmm. I'm sorry, it's 2023. Vela Monster. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're um, welcome, audience. Yeah, I can hear people unsubscribing, <laughs> and there's not many to begin with. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So I've got a track here. That I want to play that's going to piggyback a little bit off of the last episode, which was the Vanilla Ice episode. Yes. And uh, on that episode, I'm going to hope and pray that we mentioned this. I can't imagine we didn't because uh, sure. we haven't recorded it yet. But uh, there's a verse on Vanilla Ice's album, Hard to yeah. Swallow, on the song Prozac, the very first verse. <laughs> uh, he recorded it a couple of years later with Bloodhound Gang on the song Boom. And I wanted to play that for uh, you and the listeners because it's the lyrics are the same, delivery is different, but I like the idea that he was just like, I really like this verse I wrote. I'm gonna repurpose it into it's weird, a, a, a whole ass song. Because it's know? not like it's like an amazing verse. <laughs> he liked it, you know. He very much did. Apparently, <laughs> yes. So uh, let's give this a, uh, a Boom. L- listen, and uh, let's. Respect the intro here, too. Yes. Yo, Bloodhound Gang and Rob Van Winkle together on this track. I love this synth part. Oh, my God. It's so good. I remember listening to the song 
like ad nauseum back in the day, just like constantly. Yeah. It's a banger. I haven't heard this album in forever, and Bloodhound Gang used to be on my like regular rotation of CDs in my CD wallet. Yeah. I would like likely uh, like veer off into a ditch uh, so many times, <laughs> just trying to like reach through a giant uh, four CD per page CD album, trying to find the proper CD. <laughs> yeah. And like the frustration with having like oh. loving one song and then yeah here we go ice i i think this is around the time of his um his second album i still remember <laughs> yeah i know so i know it, it really came back to me yeah um but i I think this is around the time of his second album, where he had dreadlocks. Yes. Yeah. That I, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So um, he really like veered way away from his original. Because isn't it like Eminem says he has like a verse where he's like rip your dreadlocks off or something? Oh, I swear. I, that sounds like something he would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the what would be the chorus of Prozac. So it's got like a, a rock meets hip hop type of vibe to it, but it's like way different than the song Prozac on Ice's album, you know? Yeah. But like, it, I, I like that Bloodhound Gang, funny, funny guys anyway, right? And the company oh, yeah. of having like Vanilla Ice come deliver a brand new verse <laughs> yeah. on their album or whatever. Not Vanilla Ice, Rob Van Winkle. Well, went by his original nom de plume. <laughs> But then, like, here we go. <laughs> Rape. Jimmy Papa Lee had some, like, fantastic punchlines back in the day. Not, oh, like, yeah. Most of them are problematic oh, now, but, like... very much so, yes. But also, I feel like he was part of the, like, uh, some of the earlier musicians, at the very least, straight musicians that were, like, pro-gay, you know, kind of all about the LGBTQ community and all of that right. stuff, so, um, yeah. I don't know that he meant, like, <laughs> any disrespect about it, other than, like, just full-on disrespect for everybody, you know? Right. Yeah. He, it's, it's like, um... It's like, it's like South Park, like, <laughs> right. where it's just, like, everybody is fair game and you're gonna say you can say whatever you want to about them yeah and he does a couple times um, even. vanilla ice don't like me he said some shit in vibe to spite me then he went and dyed his hair just like me mm-hmm. that's eminem talking about vanilla ice rapping rapping about vanilla ice i'm sorry okay you jibber jabber bullshit flapper wannabe rapper fake mini me like who marshall mathers Oh wait, that's that's Vanilla Ice said about about Eminem. Oh, <laughs> you jibber jabber bullshit flapper wannabe rapper fake mini me like who Marshall Mathers. Uh, <laughs> when I first read that, I was like, man, that's a really weak uh, diss by Eminem. So but no, it was Vanilla Ice. So that's why it sucked. <laughs> Some sick bars. Not like sucked. It was just not Eminem. Like I I I I like Eminem. Okay. Um. I think he's he's really good at like uh like uh ripping into people. So I like him whenever he 
uh, doesn't rap about like, oh, per- poor me, my life sucks, I'm, I'm a billionaire and everybody loves me, look how bad everything sucks for me. That's when I, uh, you know, my mom sucks, <laughs> shit like that. I feel like he raps about the same shit all the time. Um, so whenever he like goes again, go, goes after somebody like a diss track, mm-hmm. um, or like, you know, his freestyles or whatever, uh, I really enjoy those. Um, but like some of his albums, I just like, there might be one or two songs on there I enjoy, but mm-hmm. too much of the time, I feel like he just, he, he's stuck in the same like mode rapping about the same shit. I liked the Eminem show quite a bit. Um, all right, well, see you later. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, which was that the, with. Wait, that wasn't Kamikaze, was it? Uh, no, no, that was like way. Wait, Kamikaze is an album, right? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Eminem is a rapper. Oh, he's white. Yeah. candy. That okay? Here we go. <laughs> Not the rapper to the. Okay, we've gone too far. We've gone too far with this. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I like when he. Uh, I like that he will go after people, but sometimes yeah. it's like. Chris Kirkpatrick from Insane and Moby. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like, okay. In like, like 2019, you're like, dude, come on. Yeah, just relax a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, remember when he bodied Machine Gun Kelly? Oh, yeah, that was really <laughs> that funny. Was that's when I like Eminem. Like, that's when I am enjoying him. He did that one song about Donald Trump that was really good, too. Um, oh. He went hard on Donald Trump. Oh, I remember seeing a freestyle, like a BET freestyle. Yeah, it was in like a garage or something. Yeah, he mentioned yeah. Uh, the thing from the Fantastic Four. Hell yes, Being dude. orange. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I feel like him writing songs, he's just not good. He's not good at like composing a song. He's good at composing lyrics. Um, <laughs> but But like his verses always suck. Like... Or he'll get somebody to sing on a verse, and they're like so boring. Anyways, we're not talking about Eminem today. Might as well be. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so that was uh, that was Boom by the Bloodhound Gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, feet Rob Van Winkle because mm-hmm. he for some reason wanted to go by Rob Van Winkle and not Vanilla Ice on that one. I mean, that's just how he was introduced on that track, you know. But but he's like he's credited as that as well. And I, I read some I read some interview today that was talking about how he he said, uh, uh, whenever he was on the Bloodhound Gang or they approached him or whatever, he said that he didn't want to go by Vanilla Ice. He, oh, he, okay. He wanted to like, I I just just go by Rob Van Winkle. I don't know if it was just to distance himself from Vanilla Ice or whatever. Now look, if your name is Vanilla Ice. Okay, I could see wanting to distance yourself from that name. <laughs> However, yeah. if your name is Rob Van, let me check my notes. Winkle, <laughs> maybe Vanilla Ice is the the better. Yeah, that's a wild name. Better one to go with. You know. Anyways, we're not talking about Vanilla Ice today. Wink. Um. I mean, we just did. I guess we just <laughs> yeah. listened to the song. Yeah. But but let's. Uh, yeah. This is this may be confusing because because we are about to record the Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. Which you hopefully will have already listened to, yeah. dear listener. Um, but yeah, no, I love I love that song. That's a that's a banger, that's banger good. of a song. Go. Uh, I kind of wonder if the next Bloodhound Gang album, "Hooray for Boobies," is like kind of a, a quasi new metal album. That's you a know? good question. Yeah, I don't know because uh-huh. there's some like heavier shit on there. Yeah, there's it's like there's a lot of variety. There's like a. Uh, uh, a song like a that's like song or no I yeah that's like written on a Casio keyboard. Oh, Laugh, a lap dance is so much better when the strippers crying. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say, uh, let's see that. That was one fierce beer coaster. That was yes. Um, their second album. I actually prefer use your fingers. I think use your fingers is like legitimately front to back, like bangers. Um, one fierce beer coaster. I feel like it's like just a little bit too gimmicky. Hmm. Like I know that's probably what they were kind of going for was like a little bit of a comedy thing, but like I I I really 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 enjoyed uh, their first album a lot more. Yeah, that was more of a straight up hip hop album, and with this next one, they essentially lost their second rapper, Daddy Longlegs, right, and uh, <laughs> went in a more like punk rockish uh, infused direction. Yeah. The, uh, one Fierce Beer Coaster is the album with Firewater Burn on it. Yeah, most people know. Um, and then the following album has, uh, fuck, uh, the bad touch. Oh that yeah. That is the name of it. Yeah. The bad touch. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, like the day on discovery channel. I get it. You and me, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's probably their biggest song, right? I think uh, so. So between those two. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to Wet Works number one. Yeah. The uh, Wet Works. Seventh and final issue from one of the original Image Comics founders, yep. Wills Portacio. Uh, this comic is uh, plotted and penciled by him with uh, additional plot and dialogue by Brandon Choi, inks by Scott Williams, who normally inks Crazy. Uh, Jim Lee. Yeah. Uh, Bill Oakley does letters, and then Joe Chiodo. Does colors. Uh, Joe Chiodo did the colors for Wildcats as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think, right? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, kind of... You know, you, you, have you seen his art? You've seen his art, right? Joe Chiodo? Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, he was really good. Yeah, a lot of past, pasta. Ooh, boy. Pastel paints. Pasta, pasta? That's good. That's good. It's all... <laughs> It's all yeah, happening. he. I, I know he did a lot of stuff for like uh, Gen Thirteen because I found this today that I used to have in my room for years, and yes. I wish to God I still had it. <laughs> Send that to me, and we'll we'll post that with the. Uh, it is a picture notes. of Fairchild from Gen Thirteen with her ass hanging out. <laughs> um, uh, redheads with fat asses. Gee, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Katie, I love you. <laughs> I wonder how that played a part in your life going forward. <laughs> oh shit! Did I send that to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he's a he's a really fucking talented artist in his own right. Um. But he he's a very good colorist as well. He is. Um. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that his work in this comic and Wildcats ended up being the way it was because it doesn't look like. It's from the same person for the most part. I, I feel like a lot of the um, the image comics, uh, especially like the launch issues, they all kind of look about the same color wise. It's a lot of like drab colors, grays, yeah. and like maybe olive greens and and browns and whatnot, uh, with a little like touches of color here and there. But um, I I whenever I think of Joe Chiodo, I think of like these beautiful pastel colors and just like really bright vibrant colors but right. without being like a mcg music video you know <laughs> yeah i know what you mean um i'm trying to uh look up when 
this came out. Uh, I know it was years after everything else, right? So uh, the original Image founders, um, they came together, they started Image, and they were going to release their comics over the course of maybe like six months, a year, or whatever. Yeah. But because of like delays and the, the time it takes to get a brand new comic company up and running you have to hire a bunch of like back office people all of this stuff <laughs> right and just like putting a story together all of this stuff it, it kind of uh, dribbled out over time so um april 16th of 1992 is young blood number one cyber force number one which is the comic we talked about on the last hidden track episode october 8th of 92 so still in the same year wetworks number one <clears throat> came out in like june or july of 94 Oh wow! So it was a couple of years. That's um, did, crazy. Did you read the uh, the letter at the front of the the comic here? <clears throat> yes, I did. It was really sad. It was. So uh, Will set the beginning of the the comic. It's a, a trifold cover, by the way. Um, yeah. So it folds out. Uh, there's like an extra flap on it. He talks about how when he was uh, leaving Marvel along with the other Image founders to start Image, his sister got very sick, and uh, so that caused some <clears throat> turmoil amongst you know, yeah. the family and just like that ate up a lot of his extra like time that would normally have gone into, you know, putting the comic together and all this stuff. And uh, eventually, right. uh, sadly she passed, but uh, he was able to put the, the comic together. Uh, and like I said, it came out in uh, mid 1994. Um, Wet works is a comic. I've never read the characters <laughs> look somewhat familiar just because they're like, they look like shiny metal, not Colossus <laughs> from the X-Men, but like... Right. Uh, I don't know. They look like tea-colored people is kind of what, <laughs> yeah. what they look like. Um, the The overall story is there's a Wetworks team, uh, like a... Uh, what would you call them? Um, like a... Covert a, action team? <laughs> yeah, there we go. But wild, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. not as wild. Uh, no, the, yeah, they're like a, they're like a uh, underground black ops... Like military force. Yeah, paramilitary. Yeah. yeah. Um, they get sent on a mission. Uh, they go to this, like, fortress or whatever. Uh, there's... It uh, turns out there are, like, vampires in this world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that so, was weird. Yeah, so that... I didn't realize that was a part of the original story until, like, maybe a year ago. Yeah. And um, so they have to do battle with these vampires. They're, one of them gets bitten or something like that. It gets severely injured anyway. And they see there's this like tube or whatever that has this. I think they call it a symbiote. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. I guess symbiotes were all the rage in the nineties. Back in the day. Right. Yeah. Um, so one of them puts it on and it's this like copper colored, uh, covering to their body. Yeah. And then, <laughs> his teammates get jealous. They're like, we want one too. So they all throw those on. Like they fight these off vampires. panel. Like all of a sudden they just like bust down the wall. They're like, Hey, we got it now too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I guess the, the major twist to the, the story outside of the vampires is that they were the twist to them would be that they were being sent on a mission. That was like a one way trip. Essentially. The government was like sending them there to like do a thing. They were it, almost like a, some kind of suicide squad. Interesting. That gives me an idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Keep my wife's name out of <laughs> fucking mouth. I don't know. Um, yeah, we haven't recorded in a few weeks. It's, I, gotta, I gotta get back on the bike. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. We'll get fall there. Fall right off that some bitch. Or not? Who cares? No, fuck it. Um, so yeah, that's the the general story. 
military yeah. group sent on a suicide mission to <laughs> kill some vampires and in that process they get these copper symbiote yeah uh, suits or whatever um I guess they, they didn't have a choice because there was a bomb and the bomb was going to go off and they were going to yeah, get caught up in the explosion. So they were yeah. like, well, fuck it. We'll just put some gold shit on us. Who, <laughs> who knows what kind of cancer or fucking whatever. Like the one guy almost dies because he can't breathe. Like, so mm-hmm. they all just like jump right in. Yeah. Um, have you ever read this before? I have not ever read that. Before, okay. This no. is the first time for you as well. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this comic? <laughs> I thought it looked nice, or some yeah. of it looked really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the story, oh my God, my God, like I was literally like falling asleep. I really? Like, I, <laughs> I read it today at lunch, well, like wide awake, and within five minutes, I was like passing out. Not really, but like it was just so hard to like pay attention to because like I just did not give a shit about the story. Yeah. Um and the writing is just not good. Um it's not the worst. Not the worst thing. It's just it's just very like mid, very 90s. Um but like again, it looks great. Like there's some panels on there that are fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um there's some that are kind of, you know, not 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 as good, but uh, I think overall uh I really really enjoyed the art on it. I seen Scott Williams do somebody that's not Jim Lee. Yeah, it's certainly you can tell, interesting like, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something about the coloring. I I almost wish it was like flat coloring. I think it would look really good with flat coloring. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is some, some Dean White going on? Well, maybe not. I mean, because he's not the flattest color, but he's flatter than that. Uh, but I like the way he does. Um, I like the way he does shiny stuff. Dean White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he could do some neat shiny. Work yeah, some on little him. like chalk looking highlights yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, to it. yeah, I yeah. Like that. Uh, like when he does like Jerome Pena stuff. Like, hell yeah. Do like that kind of palette. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen his work in a while. I know. It's been a minute. Weird. Is he okay? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> Nothing we can do there. Uh, yeah, I I wanted to like this uh, more than I did. It, it yeah. seems very like middle of the road, but also yeah. I, I just read the first issue. I don't know what happens after this. It seems very like... You gave me three issues, and I choked the first one down, and then I just flipped through the second two. Really? Okay, I didn't even do that, so I don't blame you there. But yeah. it's, it's very like... Form- Art's nice the whole way through. I mean... Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's very formulaic with the early image yeah. watch titles, right? Very like much. The, the last page is a vampire guy, <laughs> uh, like an evil person, it cloaked in purple uh, with some shadows on its face, um, getting ready to do some evil deeds. Uh, of course. You know begin its master plans and and also look here here's the luckiest man comics um he's so bad at writing characters like like memorable like who do you remember anybody or or remember anyone's like specific um like personality from this uh no because none of them have distinct personalities (laughs) and they all look the same you know they're all the same like all the men are the same body type and uh some of the men have the same haircut as uh the one lady on the team so i got confused a so lot sometimes look like somebody's naked right it looks like they're always naked well that's the thing is like once they get that gold suit on their genitalia just uh yeah. burns away or they something like ken it's, and barbie it <laughs> yeah. um in the third issue they fight um some vampires in a club 
Oh, my God. Calling Guillermo del Toro Blade <laughs> 2, please. Wait, isn't that Blade 1? That was in Blade 1. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's, it, it is not worth reading. Okay. It's just, you know, if he, he could... Uh, he could just just cut like literally half of the dialogue out, and it would be better for it. The the dialogue and the captions on here they're just not necessary. It's no. so wildly overwritten, and it doesn't need so to be so overwritten. And the thing with Portacio's layouts is it kind of ends up leaving a lot of white space between panels, or sometimes at the top or bottom of panels bottom bottom and <laughs> it's like he's trying to compensate he's like oh shit yeah uh, brandon Choi's a wordy some bitch so <laughs> i will leave space for him to write and it's just like egging him on essentially you know yeah um i've yeah. been reading um i i, I uh, got the uh the first uh well the only two trades of the order by matt fraction and barry kitson Oh, the Marvel series? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It was one that like, popped in my head randomly the other day, and I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? I, re I remember really enjoying that series. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, uh, Fraction writes quite a bit, too, but like his dialogue fucking pops. It's not it's not as overwritten as Wetworks, but um, his dialogue just fucking pops. Like, it's such a fucking... It's so much fun to read. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's not like the... the it's not the amount of of dialogue it's just the quality of it like yep. he's just writing and writing and it's like you 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 seriously can read like an entire page and be like i got all the information on panel one yeah. like they literally spread it out or something like i don't know um yeah brandon Choi, just you know not the worst writer in the world but certainly one of the luckiest <laughs> definitely forgettable because he was friends with yeah. uh um jim, jim lee, lee. Mm -hmm. uh they were like childhood buddies and so you know whenever uh jim started image he called up his friend and was like want to write some comics and he did and uh, he made <laughs> a lot of fucking money by being friends with Jim Lee. What if Jim Lee was like, do you want to make some money writing comics? And Brandon Joy was like, no. <laughs> and Jim Lee was like, you're doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the wet works. It's so weird, too, because a lot of the other image comics we've read, at least the characters... If, even if they don't have, like, dynamite personalities, at least sure. they look, maybe not even cool, they look different from what it is. Right. You know? And they have, He's, like, some kind of personality. Like, even yeah. Youngblood, even though it was, like, terrible, like, you could still tell the some of the characters apart. I'm the big one. <laughs> I'm the arrow guy. <laughs> I'm a ginger. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it... Uh, mid... Yeah. Mid for me. Are we rating these? Uh, we've been going... Uh, pit is or it shit? Pit or shit, yeah. Oh, God. That is right on the edge for me. I don't know. Uh, did you did you rank the seven? Uh, we've not... We've not yet. We can do that on this episode. Or do we want to save it for next... Let's save it for next episode. Save it for the next one? Well, okay. yeah, we'll do a zero, right? Okay, Dr. Dre. We'll save it for the next episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Smoke weed every day. <laughs> uh, Wilson's, I guess, initial plans for Wet Works is, uh, he says at the beginning of this uh, this comic, this book was conceived of in three parts. The first three issues, the origin, 
from well-trained humans to well-trained invincible humans. Then the next six issues, the symbiosis from invincible humans to superheroes. Then the series uh, goes on an, a traditional superhero book uh, from that point forward. So did it last that long? I don't know. I don't know how far this made it. Yeah. I know at a certain point, I mean, what works became, I guess maybe was started as part of uh, Wildstorm. Yeah, Wildstorm Productions logo right here. Yeah. So when Jim Lee eventually sold Wildstorm to DC Comics, that uh, what works got uh, put into that shuffle as well. So any right. subsequent what works comics was published by DC. I think they rebooted this um, in the early 2000s <clears throat> as well. So it's possible that maybe they just like reworked yes. those ideas. Yeah, I they, think Wilson's um, part of that as well. Joe Casey, I think. What? I think Joe Casey wrote it. Um, so it looks like Volume One had forty-three issues of Wet Works. Yeah, apparently Jesus so. Christ. Yep, forty-three. God damn. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought it was wow. I wonder if he. I wonder if that's how it goes. If it's like three issues uh, as an origin, then six issues of them becoming uh, superheroes, and then just straight up superheroes. Not Joe Casey. Them. Mike Carey. I apologize. God, idiot. I'm so stupid. Yeah. So, uh, but hey, I, I love Mike Carey. So, uh, but also, you know, Wills, uh, Will Che looks like he uh, um, was on art duties for this one as well. For I, I assume that's volume two. Well, no, this is volume one, but whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah, Mike Carey, though. I'd, I'd, I'd read the hell out of that. That'd be good. Is that the second volume? It's just, I don't know. <laughs> it says so, volume one Mike Carey but that's not that can't be right because unless it's the the reboot when it went to DC that sounds um, more more accurate I think Christos possibly. Gage uh, maybe oh, worked on yeah, that yeah that, that, that does sound right Christos Gage mm -hmm. I like Christos Gage he's pretty good he's Greek ew <laughs> oh Stephen Grant looks like did some of the uh, the later um, issues of Wet Works, um, and Ken Lashley was on art. Oh duties. wow! Yeah, Ken Lashley. I like his stuff. It seems like he primarily does like covers and then like <sighs> an issue of comics here and there. Ken <laughs> yeah. Lashley. And Stephen Grant, uh, yeah, he's the Judge Dredd guy, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like just a, there's some just random. I'm just kind of going down and clicking on different writer Francis Tekanaga and penciler Jason Johnson. Hmm. Okay. No idea either one of those names. So I'm trying to find when uh, Wills jumped off of here. Uh, so it looks like issue 25 he was on. Looks like that Francis guy was writing. Um, this is exciting. Yeah, looks like that Francis Tekanaga guy jumped on. Um, as a writer? As a writer, like pretty early on oh wow yeah well i mean maybe that's uh wills portatio's uh friend from high school oh what works uh number eight looks like steven t siegel did it did the writing on it remember him yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's part of man of action right is that right? uh yeah steven yeah, yeah yeah steven siegel and uh who was the other guy there's, there's like Joe four Casey? of them yeah, Joe Casey, Joe Kelly, and then Joe Casey, Joe Kelly. Uh, that's what the guy. Yeah. Rolu. Ro Ro oh fuck. Rolu. <laughs> I can't remember. Grogu. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So uh, Wills had been oh. working on this property for. Looks like quite Brandon some time, Choi only did the first three issues. Mm, um, by four, Wills Portacio and Francis Tekanaga. So it looks like that Francis Tekanaga guy pretty much did from issue four up until forty three. <laughs> he really set the set the world on fire. Apparently, I guess so he, he sat down with Wills. He's like, "Look, what you guys are doing <laughs> is good." <laughs> Add me to the team. It could be great. Okay. <laughs> Let's set this world ablaze. I am curious to see what else comes from this because it does seem yeah. like there's a lot rolled into this premise, you know? Um, I know. Yeah. It seems like they were really trying to do some world building. But if if Troy jumps off there after three issues, I'm not interested. In, I'm not. This is not like Wildcats where I'm like, I want to see what happens. Like, I'm totally uninterested in this. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> I like uh, Wills' work well enough that I'd uh, be curious to see how it changes going forward. Like, if he sticks with that plan of the series evolving over time or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound like even he was involved with it, which is so weird. Like, you create the comic and then you just, like, what what was he doing? Well, I mean, it sounds like he was involved for most of this original run, right? Didn't you say he was up through at least issue 25? No, Ken Lashley. Or, well, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Um, I think it was like, maybe that was. <laughs> um, are you in, uh, are you in REM sleep right now? <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm stuck in the fire from heaven saga right here. I'm trying to get past that. Um, yeah. Here, let's see what issue 12 got us here. Okay, so it looks like issue 12, he was still doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like yeah, Wells so, was, was with this for a while. It seems like he was uh, taking care of his, his baby. 12 looks like the last one that I'm seeing that he did art duties on. Hey, even still... You know what? This is better than some of the image founders. Even Stills and Nash? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hey, Pete Woods did an issue here. Mm. I'd read that. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be wildly Exciting. different from what you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he just did up through uh, issue 12, looks like. Do you remember when uh, Will's, I think it was like, was it issue 200 of Spawn or something like that? It was like some, maybe it's like 185 or whatever, but he was like, taking over the art duties for Spawn. I think Todd was writing it, and then Wills was doing the art for it. This is when Spawn switched from being Al Simmons, a black character, to some white guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, I checked out. I did not know that happened. Holy shit. His name was like Jim something. Jim from, from Jim Whiteman. <laughs> Jim Cracker. <laughs> uh, but it was that for a little while. But anyway, like it was around huh. that time, uh, you and I went to like the only Comic Con I've ever been to, which oh, was like yes. Wizard World Tulsa, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The BOK Center. And uh, Wills was there, and I had him sign whatever issue oh, yeah, that yeah. was. So he seemed like a nice guy. He didn't talk. I think his uh, wife or girlfriend like spoke for him. I don't know if he was just like kind of over it or whatever, but like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he was in a bad mood necessarily, but he was just like, yeah, I'll sign this. Right. Yeah. I I went to one. Um, it you it, this is when I worked at the building, so I could just get in for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I got to meet uh, um Mark Bagley. Oh yeah. And like there's nobody at his table, mm-hmm. and I went over there and talked to him for like probably twenty minutes, yeah. and was just like, 
I love you so much. (laughs) Literally just like freaking out. And he was like the nicest guy. He was like, yeah, no one's really coming by. Yeah. And uh, I just like bullshitted with him forever. Mm -hmm. It was, he was so, so fucking cool. Yeah. Got a big old mustache. Awesome guy. (laughs) Uh, I believe he's like a Southern fella as well. I think he's from like uh, Tennessee or New Orleans or something. Boo. Yeah. Catch the vipers. <laughs> but uh, was this yeah. around the time he was doing Ultimate Spider-Man, or um, I th- think he was done with it at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he was done with it at this point. Do you know what he's currently working on? No. What is he doing? <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Still. <laughs> he just can't can't help himself. I think like I remember him saying in an interview once that he didn't want to be pigeonholed as a spider-man artist you know, that ship has sailed brother well look like he did amazing spider-man for a long time and then yeah he did uh, like thunderbolts and you know maybe another mm. thing here and there but then he and uh brian michael bendis did ultimate spider-man incredible series. did that for 110 and a half issues Jesus. that's what it was in crazy. fucking say, consecutive issues Wild. sometimes double shipping within a month yeah it's just a crazy work ethic yeah and uh I remember after that, uh, maybe it was Bendis who said this for him, but he was like, yeah, I, I wanted to get him on, I think it was Mighty Avengers at that point. And okay, this went, yeah, like, yeah, New yeah. Avengers, Mighty Avengers, they were like right. running parallel. And then it was like Frank Cho for that first arc, and then Mark Bagley came on for the second one. He was like, yeah, I wanted to get him in like a team book to get him away from spider stuff. <laughs> and that's when I realized halfway through – this arc is a symbiote-based arc. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you can't get away from you it, man. You can't get away from it. So, but, God like, bless he's him. He's really good. I, yeah, I, he's, I, he's one of the top Spider-Man artists of all time. Yeah. Like, That's nothing to sneeze at. No. One of the most popular characters ever, and you're one of the guys who like defined the character for like two or three decades. Like, yeah. Incredible work. Incredible so, work. So many like T-shirts based on oh, his God. artwork. And I'm sure the corporation known as Marvel slash Disney pays him royalties. Oh, my God. Corporations love nothing more than to dole out dollars (laughs) to the people who create the thing that they make billions off of. Absolutely. Oh, my God. They can't wait to do it, you know? (laughs) Hey, you know what? I know it's February, but Christmas came early. Here's your Christmas (laughs) bonus, you know? Say the corporations. Uh, Was it Marv? Was it Marv Wolfman? Um, I was talking about how he got paid more from his royalties off of KG Beast being in uh, Batman versus Superman for like two minutes. He got paid more from that than he did from um, all of Thanos being used. Wait, that was uh no, not not Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Starlin. Sorry, yeah. that sounds right to me. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't, man. I just it I know drives me fucking insane. Yeah. Like you can't take support. I we support the WGA. Yeah, support the writers. Is that uh, God bless them? Writers Guild of America. They're striking right now. Uh, I mean that's not comic. I thought it was like uh, I'm just saying writers in general. They deserve more. Warner's go again. Here they go again. Now (laughs) launching Max. (laughs) You had HBO Max. Now it's just Max. I guess I don't know. It was purple. Now it's blue. Enjoy. Jesus. Yeah. Watch a free episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives <laughs> on us. This time, 
Guy Fieri meets Batman. <laughs> I, I watched this video on YouTube that was like um, this girl that did like a whole. Uh, it was like a forty-five minute long, like in defense of Guy Fieri video. Did he need to be defended? Um, it's it's a really fascinating video actually. She's like a media critic, um, but she did like yeah, a whole forty-five minute like going through his history, all like the controversy. I didn't. I never really paid much attention to Guy Fieri. I don't. I know he does, you know, a Food Network show, whatever. Um, but I guess it was like a lot of people that like came out really hard against him just because he looked a certain way and like was kind of oh, obnoxious. Because um, he's a white man. Yeah, because he's white. I know it. We're an endangered species. You guys are really in trouble, and uh, my heart goes out to you. It's not easy. It's really not. Look how many presidents have been white. I've seen a, one time. Almost all of them. One time last week. But one of them wasn't. I saw a white guy. What? He only had two iPad Pros. Mm-hmm. If you could. <laughs> I got a go. <laughs> Shit. What kind of controversy could you have with Guy Fieri? It's like, and that's when he put these sunglasses on the back of his head. Well, I think it was just his 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 whole personality and attitude. Um, just seems like an obnoxious kind of guy. I mean, um, he looks like a Smash Mouth song sounds. <laughs> right, which is, uh, yeah. And also there was like some some stuff about like he may have been homophobic, but it turns out like that's probably bullshit. Uh, it was a really fascinating video, actually. Um, unfortunately, it's on like a streaming service that you have to pay for, so I would recommend it, but, you know. Truth Social? Uh, Nebula. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, Truth Social. Blaze TV. <laughs> I got Daily Wire. I got Blaze TV, bro. Do you think uh, there was a collective sigh of re- relief at the X Mansion when Tucker Carlson got fired? <laughs> the X Men didn't have to deal with Arcade anymore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah he he would hate mutants. <laughs> he would. Yeah. He'd uh, call them if muties. he were real. Yeah, he'd call them muties like. All the time. Yeah. Without batting an eye, you know? If Tucker Carlson was a real person, he would be against me. He would, yeah. 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 Um, I heard bow tie stock plummeted when he got fired. <laughs> oh, good thing he's not real. <clears throat> he's oh, like, right. He looks like if a boat shoe missed its family. <laughs> ah! Oh, he does that dumbass face all the time. I hate it, dude. I hate it. Oh, God. I want to smack him in the mouth. Anyways. I had to put rem- uh, batteries in my remote control. And the manufacturer wants me to put the bottom ones in upside down? Why? <laughs> right, he's care. like he's like heir to the Swanson Frozen family dinner's <laughs> fortune. So he's like a billionaire. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That sounds right to me, you know. And like he's still doing this shit. Mm-hmm. he's uh, whatever i don't want to talk about tucker carlson today <laughs> yeah um so yeah i guess what works i'll give it a pit a pit okay yeah <laughs> sure Securitous route to get there but we got there <laughs> pit we got a stretch for time you know yeah uh, yeah i'm gonna give this one a pit as well uh i think like the only one i gave to the shit was young blood okay just because it was like split between like the front half and the back half, it's right. a flip book, you know, and it didn't, yeah, like, the story didn't make garbage. Sense. It was, yeah, no. not good. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. So two pins yeah. for wet works. Uh, yeah, on the next episode 
of nudist colony hidden tracks. Shh, don't tell anyone, but please do. <laughs> please do. So we've gone through all of the original seven Image Comics founders, right? Yes. Well, there was a comic that came out. You had to like buy specific issues of various series and then send away for this comic to get it. But it's called Image Zero, and I've yeah. got it right here. Honestly, uh, I think I bought this for two dollars at Gardner, <laughs> at like a local like comic shop right down years ago. And I, I feel like it was worth something back in the day, though, wasn't it? It was like because you had to send off for it. It was like kind of you couldn't just go buy it. Yeah, I feel like it was. It was like had a dollar value that was somewhat significant. Yeah, but now you can like find it online. Sure, now no one gives a shit. But the significance of this comic is it was supposed to have all seven image founders uh, do interior stories on this comic, right? Oh, yeah, So uh, that's the one we're going to discuss next. It has uh, artwork from all of the seven image founders It's like them doing like like it's not just like them doing one page. Like they're they're all drawing their own characters in it, right? Isn't that well, we can certainly discuss that on the next okay. episode. Okay, well, yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, I've already read this. I'm going to let you borrow okay. it. I don't want you to crack this open here. Oh, shit. I want you to crack this open when you God, are going to, to read so it. so bad. <laughs> if possible, go page by page through it. It moves pretty quickly, right? Because it has multiple creators in there. Yeah. Moving through like different story chunks or whatever. I have a feeling you're going to get to a certain part of this comic and... Oh god! Just be so fucking fed up with it. Holy shit! Oh, okay, I'm, this is gonna be tough. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna be on the next episode of Nudist Colony Hidden Tracks. Yeah. So twenty-seven point five. We've got a new do. We've got Image Zero. We've probably got some other <laughs> dumb bullshit to do, right? We'll have something, of course. So uh, anything else for you on this glorious episode? Without any uh, slurred speech or um, general problems at all. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Get fucked. Fantastic. Uh. Bye.